Welcome to the Cutting Down the Nits podcast, the Penn State basketball podcast presented by Big Banter Sports. Check them out at BigBanterSports.com. They do great stuff, great content surrounding the Big Ten and all their affiliates, sports, everything, football, basketball, anything you need. Check them out at BigBanterSports.com. Cutting Down the Nits, we've had a long couple weeks, a roller coaster of a schedule in the last couple weeks. I mean, since our last episode, we knew that there was going to be three games on the docket for the Nittany Lions, one against Northwestern, one against Purdue, and one against Wisconsin, two of those being ranked games. And I, I still can't figure out what this team is. You know, as it stands, the Nittany Lions are 9-9 nine and nine in the year and 3-4 and four in their Big Ten slate. For 2024, we had our resolutions. We said what we wanted them to do. We said what we wanted them to shy away from. And to some degree, they have. And we've seen that in their one win in their last three games. Um, but I guess let's start each with each game. Let's start with the Northwestern game. The Northwestern game was, I believe, a home game for the um, Nittany Lions last Wednesday, where they ended up losing 72-76. This was more of a game where there was a collapse for the Nittany Lions, and that's not necessarily a, a straight loss. The Nittany Lions did lose this game for themselves, and they were put in a position where the refs kind of dictated the game, and more often than not this year, that's been the case. But what makes this particular loss different is the Nittany Lions put themselves in a position to lose. They had control of this game, and they slowly and surely lost control of it as it went on. Um, you're talking about a team that was up 40 to 32 at the beginning of, at the end of the first half. And then just completely, you know, just, they collapsed. They collapsed. That's the best way you can say it. Um, Boo Booey didn't even have that good of a game. It was efficient, but for a lot of the game, they kept the ball out of his hands. He only finished with a mirror. I know mirror 17 points, but he did great distributing the rock with eight assists. Brooks Bernheiser had 23 points, and Ty Berry had 16 points. That helped spur the Northwestern Wildcats on a 76-72 to victory over the Nittany Lions. On the Nittany Lions end, like I said, there comes a point where Ace Baldwin and Kanye Clary would have to learn how to play together. This is not one of those games. Kanye Clary had a fantastic game. 25 points, 6 of 11 from 2, 7 of 13 from the field. He only took two three-pointers. Um, three but like we said, we wanted him to take advantage of getting to the lane and getting to the line. He was 10 of 10 from the free throw line. He was the only Nittany Lion outside of Kudus Wahab that took more than five free throws. Kudus Wahab being the second leading, third leading scorer, actually, with um 13 points. Uh, Nicholas Curran, like we said, we wanted more Nick Curran, and that's exactly what they gave us. 14 and 7 off the bench. He was fantastic. He was a spark plug. And Puff Johnson actually getting the start in this one. Doesn't not sure if it was a detriment or not. Defensively, he was pretty okay. Offensively, he added a couple of big moments, but at the end of the day, he still hasn't been able to carve out a consistent role with this team. Especially, you know, he's not that good of a three point shooter. When I'm not sure if you want him, you know, driving, taking the ball down, going downhill. So he's still trying to carve out his role in this offense, and we'll figure out what they're gonna do. And again, DeMarco Dunn also had six points off the bench. Leo Boyle coming off the bench with 12 points and didn't really, again, make a impact. And I still am questioning his, uh, his, his help to this team. And another big thing that happened in this game, Favor Ayer, the transfer from Miami, was able to get in this game after missing the first 13 games of the season. He logged two minutes in this game, had a foul, but that was pretty much it. So they end up losing this game. Again, it came down to the wire. The refs ended up making the 
game affected the game more than people expected. But oh well. Let's move on to the game against Purdue. Purdue coming off a loss, you knew that they were looking to win, and that's exactly what they did. There was no point that Penn State had control in this game, and that sucks. Purdue put up 56 in the first half alone. Um, I'm not sure what exactly went wrong here for the Nittany Lions, but I can say that it is the, the size problem is rearing its ugly head yet again. That one of the things that we've seen from Penn State teams in the last couple of years is the fact that they cannot, you know, really compete when it comes to size. They can't really compete in the paint, especially against Zach Eady, who had a fantastic game in this one. Um, he ended up finishing with 30 points and 20 rebounds. 30 points and 20 rebounds. That is not what you want to see. Um, Kudus Wahab couldn't really do anything. Leo Boyle definitely couldn't do anything. Um, and a, a lot of times you saw Puff Johnson getting in the paint. He couldn't really do anything. And Zach Hicks, who's slowly but surely becoming a detriment, but we're, we're not going to talk about that quite yet. He couldn't do anything against a larger, taller Zach Eady. But I think instead of looking at the, the blowout nature of this or even looking at, you know, what this team's result ended up being, I think I'm going to look at the positives from this game. And Nicholas Kern, another positive. 18 points off the bench, 6 of 7, extremely from 2, extremely efficient. This is exactly what we want to see from him. He's a guy who can defend, run the floor, get a board, and get those sneaky layups, get those sneaky you know, putbacks that you don't really expect. He can rebound the ball very well, and more often than not, he's one of the better defenders on this team. And then another guy who we wanted to you know carve out a role at the beginning of the year and he's slowly but surely doing it you know he missed some time with some injury but now that he's healthy Jamil Brown came in this game and immediately provided a spark plug i remember he had 9 points within like the first 5 minutes of him being on the floor he he has slowly but surely begun to be be known as the best shooter on this team and it shows it, it, he's such a good three point shooter and I, i'm starting to wonder whether or not if if I don't think he's going to be able to carve a role into the starting lineup, but he had 17 minutes in this game. It was a blowout game, so I kind of get that. I wonder what are the chances that he finishes with a with a higher than average uh, <laughs> if he finishes with a higher than average um, minutes per game. Like, does he finish the year averaging 15 minutes a game? We'll see. Um, he played really well in this one: five and nine, 13 points, three rebounds, a steal. Again, he has that link to. Um, to show that he can really like get in lanes and whatnot. Another person I really wanted to talk about was Ace Baldwin. Ace Baldwin had 13 assists in this one. I think it was his season high. It might have been his career high, but I'm not sure. 13 assists in this one. Penn State really didn't turn the ball over. They had only eight turnovers on the day, and usually when you have less than 10 turnovers, it usually means something good, but that's not the case when it comes to Purdue and you're playing a guy in Zach Eady, the Naismith, the reigning Naismith player of the year. That's not going to happen. Ace Baldwin had 13 assists. He, especially on the fast break, he learned how to, you know, get the ball out. He found ways to really, he was looking to pass on a lot of different, you know, opportunities, which led to some turnovers. He had three in the game, but he was looking to pass, and you saw that he he's getting better as the floor general for this team, and... When when you can really look at Kanye Clary as the guy who's going to score and then Ace Baldwin as the guy who's going to facilitate and get a bucket when you need, 
I think that's the role, the 1A, 1B role that Ace and Kanye have to play. And Ace Baldwin is slowly but surely taking on the role as a floor general, as someone who's going to space, as someone who's going to find you in transition. And he's doing a fantastic job at that. 13 assists in this game. And it was, uh, you know, coming off this loss to the number one team in the country, going into a a game against Wisconsin at home, against, you know, um, against... A team that you haven't beat. Well, first off, this I know this Penn State team is different, but in my time as a Penn State fan, Penn State has never beaten Wisconsin. Top eleven matchup at home. Pressure and center nine PM tip. Let's see what happens. Penn State, what they did in this game against Wisconsin was extremely, extremely um it was it was great to watch, and I was happy to watch. I was happy to be in the building for that. Penn State looked perfect. Like actually, Penn State looked like like in terms of what you want them to do, this team, this specific team to do. Penn State did it well. Um, they beat Wisconsin eighty seven eighty three. Wisconsin, a team that you know is looking as a number two seed this year, a team top eleven in the nation. We already told, said that. A team that they haven't been able to beat, and a team that, in all fairness, they shouldn't beat. This is a Wisconsin. This is not just a Wisconsin grind you down. You're not scoring Wisconsin. This is a Wisconsin that can actually score the ball at a pretty good rate too. AJ Store is definitely one of the better players in the entire country. Tyler Wall is playing well. Stephen Crowell is playing well. Like they, Chucky Hepburn should be playing well, but he really had he really didn't in this game, and that I think helped a lot. Um, let's talk about this game. So Penn State. Had control early. They ended up finishing going into the half 39-35 and then 48-48 in terms of scoring in the second half. Where they it never felt like they gave up a lot of ground in this in this game. And one of the things that we saw with this Penn State team that we haven't really seen before is a Penn State team that doesn't go down early doesn't go down early and is spending the rest of the time trying to catch up. It's not a team that goes up early and then is, you know, having a hard time you know, scoring or putting together runs. This was a team that as soon as Wisconsin scored, they would score. This is a team that had some really good defensive possessions, especially in the last five minutes where, you know, Penn State has known to give up some leads. Penn State really, the Nittany Lions actually like held onto this lead and went haymaker after haymaker. This was a really good game. They were able to not only stand tall with Wisconsin, but go beat for beat with Wisconsin. And that is what you want to see from this team. You want to see a a team that can actually, you know, not just win games, but stay in games and not lose control of this game. And that, I want to know what adjustments they decided to make that they didn't really, you know, lose control of this game. And let's, first off, let's talk about it. Very conservative whistle in this one. Very, very conservative whistle, especially um, in the first half and within with about seven minutes left of the second half, very conservative whistle. The the refing wasn't up to par in my opinion, but you know, I'm not gonna comment on individual things. Kanye Clary and Ace Baldwin Jr. both played amazing games. Kanye Clary, twenty seven points. Every shot he wanted, he was getting. Um Ace Baldwin, twenty points. He was getting the shots he wanted, he was getting to the line, he was finishing, he was he was doing everything he needed to do. Five assists, which was amazing for him. And the biggest thing, zero turnovers. Penn State had five turnovers in this entire game. They played a very 
very conservative game, and it worked. Um, from three, the three point shooting was Ace Baldwin was perfect for almost perfect from three. He was four or five from three, and Zach Hicks is starting to get his form back. He was three or six from three, and it seems like he's turning into the team's premier three point shooter. Um, one of the things I've noticed that uh oh. Uh, I almost I almost forgot to say this. Nick Kern, 15 points. Third leading scorer. He started in this game. He was great. Defensively, he was great, even though he fouled out. He was great defensively. Two steals. He, it, every single time he made a play, it was a great play. Um, But what I wanted to talk about was Mike Rose is doing very, something very interesting with Kudus Wahab. We are getting Kudus Wahab in very short bursts. Kudus Wahab is not spending more time on the floor than he needs to. He played 12 minutes total in this game. He was play. He was sharing time with Demetrius Lilly, who, fantastic rebounder, very underrated rebounder. He starts to see his stride. He had four points in this one. I, I'm I'm very excited to see what Demetrius Lilly's development looks like. But Kudus Wahab was, spent, uh, was splitting time with Demetrius Lilly, Leo O'Boyle, Puff Johnson. Like, there are times that they want to go small, that, and they know that Kudus Wahab cannot be on the floor longer than he needs to be, and he did not overstay his welcome. Um, he had four blocks in this one, too, especially late. He had a really big block. Uh, I, I really enjoyed the way that Mike Rhodes is, you know, staggering this lineup, where, you know, Connie Clary and Ace are, are going to play the most minutes, obviously. They're the best offensive creators on this team, and they're going to go get their own shots. One of the things, too, Connie Clary might be one of the best, if not the best, finishers in the entire Big Ten. It's it's kind of laughable how good he's been, you know, getting to the rim and getting to his shot. That little floater he does, that left-hand finish he does, he, he gets the shots he wants, and that is fantastic to see. Um, again, didn't really have the whistle on his side t- tonight, but... That's either here nor there. Anyway, Kanye Clary getting the shots he wants. Ace Baldwin getting the offense he wants. But Kudus Wahab, they know he's not going to be the pick and roll guy. They know he's not going to be the offensive creator they need him to be. But if they need someone to just jam up the paint, they're going to put Kudus Wahab in there. They're going to have Nick Curran just be rotate on the blind side and make sure that, you know, he has cover. Kudus Wahab has cover. Because one of the things we saw in this in the Purdue game is that uh they Kuzwab isn't necessarily the most athletic big. He's just a big. And sometimes a big can be more detrimental than good. And so they that's what they've been doing with him. Either way, staggering how they play him. They're staggering how he fits. And I think it's fed, I think it's great what they're doing. Um one of the things I really want to see this team do is I want to see how they handle um rotations with a guard that's like, in my opinion, a guard that's a dynamic like AJ Store was. AJ Store played fantastic in this game. He seeing him play was is was crazy. He really does take the offensive load of this. He carries the offensive load of this Wisconsin team, and I'm I'm really interested to see what this Wisconsin team looks like going forward. But on from the Penn State side, I want to see how they handle a dynamic score because he's one of the more outside of you know Zach Eady and whatnot. He's one of the more dynamic scores that they've played this year because I don't really consider Boo Booey that dynamic of a score. Um more just he's just a scorer. Um I want to see how they handle the dynamic scores of the Big Ten going forward. And you know, I don't know what this team looks like this time next next month. 
Um, they have a game. They don't have another home game for a while, but they play Ohio State again, I believe, um, coming up. It, it, it's and we're gonna go obviously into like the the nitty and gritty of this team soon in terms of the um in terms of the percentiles, in terms of the advanced stats and whatnot. But I'm gonna see what how they do against you know dynamic guards. Another thing I would love to see this team do is. The three-point shot, they sort of shied away from it. They let the people who shoot threes shoot threes, um, which is good. I want to see how this team gets better on the rebounding end. They, it, it doesn't. You don't even need to look at the box score. Just the eye test could show you that they really got out-rebounded tonight, 35-22. to 22. That is something that's going to have to change. Um, obviously, Kudus will have two rebounds in 12 minutes. I, you don't want that, but oh well. Dimitri Silly is showing he could be a really good rebounder. Interestingly enough, they uh, went nine deep on the bench um, for Mister Mister Ro- uh, Mike Rhodes here. He didn't really uh, he didn't really go crazy with the lineup. But he did do line changes like he usually does. Um, he had his stars play and he had his role players come in and play. Let's let's look at Leo Boyle who had three points. He was one of four from three. A lot of big three point shots he could have had, but he missed. I, I'm really not sure what he brings to the table on um, in terms of a complete role. He's he's good for some sort of spacing. I think he could draw defenders out and whatnot. But at the end of the day, I don't want him finishing plays as much as he does. One of the things two Penn State did in this game that I really love to see and went against what they usually do <laughs> in their entire in their entire uh, in the way they usually play. They didn't really they didn't really shoot the ball early that much and that's what you want to see this is a team that's known for shooting the ball way early in the shot clock this is a team that their half-court offense was a little bit better than it usually is um ace baldwin jr was finishing plays kanye claire was finishing plays the ball was moving and that's what i love to see from this penn state team more movement more it feels like they're this is a gelled together um roster and that's what you want to see uh so in terms of my pluses in terms of my positives obviously Kanye Clary um he's legitimately Kanye Clary might be one of the best end-to-end downhill finishing scores in the entire Big Ten that is something I think it's he's so dynamic and you can see he's not one of those guards that um that's gonna try and get their shot and is going to fail sometimes or whatnot. No, he is a guard that's going to get the shot he wants, and he's most likely going to make it. I think I saw a graphic during the Purdue game that he is one of, in terms of the players under six foot in Big Ten history, He has to, he's on pace to have the second highest scoring average ever in the Big Ten, only behind 2018 Carson Edwards, who, you know, was a beast, had 24 points. But he is that good of a scorer. He is fantastic, and I'm really excited to see how his game grows. If he gets that three-point shot more consistent, it it might actually be it might actually be over for the Big Ten. Um, Ace Baldwin turning down the turning down the turnovers and being a facilitator. There were some passes he had in this game that were fantastic. The game seems to be slowing down for him, and that's exactly what you want to see from a guy like him. He has been fantastic. Uh, who else? Uh, Nick Kern. I said I wanted more Nick Kern, and he's he's playing fantastic. He's also getting to the line really uh, a lot. I think he, in this game he had a really high free throw attempt rate, um, and he's not. It feels like when Nicholas Kern 
is on the floor. He doesn't make any movements or doesn't make any decisions that is detrimental to the team's success. And that's what you want to see from him. I think Nick Kern, you get more of him going. He's someone where he's one of those players that if he's out, you're going to feel that he's out. Not because of any offensive, not be, um, any offensive contributions, defensive contributions, like um, any like spotlighted ones, but he's he's someone who's just intangibles. He's a 10 out of 10 on any intangibles when he steps on the court. And Nicholas Kern is going to be one of the reasons that Penn State is successful in the Big Ten. Looking ahead. Their game against Ohio State this Saturday. I think that's a win for them. I, I, I mean, it's on the road, but for some reason, this Ohio State team—they're—they've been weird lately. Um, they have been able to go up against good competition. Uh, I mean, if you consider Penn State good competition, more value to you. And then they have—they—they they have a lot of time between their next couple games, and then they have Minnesota at home, and then Rutgers and Indiana on the road. Iowa, Northwestern, Michigan State at home. I'm I'm really looking forward to that Nebraska matchup um, this time next month. We're gonna really have a huge game for that one. That in terms of like uh, in terms of how we cover it, really looking forward to that. Looking forward to Rutgers game um, this upcoming Wednesday at the Rack. So that's gonna be a huge game as well to finish out the month. Three more games to finish out the month of January. They've been up and down. This has literally been a roller coaster of a month. For the Pesin Nittany Lions, they're two and three this month, but they have a ranked win and a ranked loss. So, hey, we'll see what happens. Let's see if a lot of time between games is going to be detrimental or good. Because, granted, you know, their Northwestern, Purdue, and Wisconsin games, those were all within six, ga- six days. And if you got the Michigan game as well. So, they've had a lot of games in a short amount of time. Let's see what happens if they have time to rest. Hopefully, they can, you know, figure out more consistency, get more healthy. And just play the way we know they can play. I'm really excited to see this Penn State team um, going forward. I think they'll be a very fantastic team going forward. Um, I don't think anybody wants to play them because now what this Penn State team has shown is that they can win shootouts. They are not. This is not the team that's going to go on scoring de- um, scoring deficits or scoring droughts. This is a team that can throw haymakers while you throw haymakers back at them. This was a very gutsy win for this team, and I'm very happy to see the result. And they deserve to win that game. There was no fluke of that game. They deserve to win that game. You would hope to see the rebounding get better. Again, shy away from the three-point shooting. And just Ace Baldwin has just been playing very, very well. I'm really excited to see how he plays. Thank you for listening to the Cutting Down the Knits podcast, Penn State Basketball Podcast, presented by Big Batcher Sports. Check them out at BigBatcherSports.com, at Big Batcher Sports on X or Twitter, whatever you like to call it. Check us out at CDTN Pod on X. Cutting Down the Nits podcast on YouTube. These will be on YouTube. This will be on all DSPs, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Amazon Podcasts, Stitcher, wherever you listen to podcasts. And just stay tuned. Follow me at Noah underscore Odij on, on only one platform, actually, on X. So just follow us. Stay tuned. We are, as they say. <laughs> and thank you for listening.